My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Nancy Jutton. She empowers successful service providers to book themselves on top podcasts without a booking agency. She's also the host of the Learn More, Earn More show. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great, great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your podcast, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Sure. I think that I came out of the womb with a pen in one hand and a megaphone in the other, and I was always destined to promote other people to make them look big in the media. As it turned out, my dad was an actor in Hollywood, and I got the best training ever of making people look big in the media by being in the house with someone with a really big personality. So being a very successful publicist for the first part of my career was a natural outgrowth of how I was raised. And then when the pandemic came to call and every stage went blank and every stage went blank and everyone's calendar went blank, I thought to myself, what could I do to support and serve entrepreneurs around the world to help them be seen, heard, celebrated, and ultimately compensated when we can't even leave our house? And that's when I realized that podcast guesting was such an important, powerful strategy. So I started booking myself on podcasts one right after the other. And I realized that I had a system that I could teach other people to learn how to use. And now I've empowered thousands of people to book themselves on top shows without hiring an expensive booking agency. And it's been a very timely and powerful pivot in my business that has allowed me to keep making money during what for some of us has been a time of great challenge and um, opportunity. Absolutely. I think that's a really cool system. I know that you had breast cancer and I know that that was a huge, huge moment for you in your life. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it correlated to your business world or business life? Sure. Last May, 2022, I was preparing for the biggest online conversion event of my career since the pandemic hit. I had over 1,500 people signed up to come to my podcast Visibility Live Lab, and I was totally primed to serve them at the best possible level. And yet two weeks before this launch was to happen, I went to see my doctor and found out that I had breast cancer. It was a really challenging, confronting moment in my life because I had to say to myself, do I stand and deliver and serve these people the best way I know how, or do I curl up in a ball and call it a day and have a pity party hotel stay that's going to last a good long time. And I decided to stand and deliver and serve in the best way possible. And I compartmentalized the news and went ahead and stood and delivered and rolled people into the program, served them like it really mattered because it did. And I realized that how you do anything is how you do everything. I mean, either you're going to be derailed by unfortunate things that cross your path, or you're going to be buoyed by them. And I think one of my 
proudest accomplishments is I didn't tell anyone in my program that I was dealing with this. I just managed to arrange my schedule so that I could be on for those important calls. And I had enough white space on my calendar to deal with whatever the recovery and the treatment was. But when the the call, the, when the course was over, the people in the course gave me this above and beyond award for going above and beyond to serve them at the highest possible level and exceeding their expectations. And I was just moved to tears to be honored and, and celebrated in this way, because it was really a Herculean effort to stand and deliver when I was dealing with something so deeply personal and also life-threatening. And I think what I learned from that whole experience is we don't have time to play small anymore. If if we're going to go big in our business, if we're going to go big in the impact that we make, if we're going to make a difference that only we can make, don't wait for a black cat to cross your path before you decide to do it. That's the big lesson I think that I want people to hear. Absolutely. I think that's that's a really important lesson. Don't wait for a black cat to cross the road. <laughs> Very Now's the time. You know, I, I quip, the time. Yeah. I quip sometimes I say to folks, are you a card carrying member of the getting ready to get ready club? If that's your case, burn your membership card and get into the game right now. And don't swirl the drain with low priced offers that will not allow you to have the quality of life that you want and the abundance you want to have the life that you want. It's not just work, work, work for work's sake. Work because you love it. Work because you're great at it. Work because you're here to make an impact and also make room for life because you just don't know how many days you're going to get. So you got to make the most of all of them. Absolutely. So I'd love to go into the actual system that you used to um, book yourself on podcasts. And how is it different than what a booking agency will do for you? Well, gee, what is my system? First, you need to prepare. That means prepare your mindset, prepare your office space, prepare your audio, prepare your media one sheet so that you can stand apart at hello. The second is to position yourself as a guest that a host would love to meet. The third is to prioritize the right shows that are right for your message so you don't waste time talking the wrong shows. Then you want to pitch properly so that you can stand apart and be chosen. Then you want to um, ping pong people back into your world with an irresistible call to action that people actually want so that you can get them into your ecosystem. And all of that matters because ultimately what we want to do is profit from our opportunities at the microphone. What's different about what I do versus what an agency does is I teach you how to fish so you're never hungry for an audience ever again. And an agency will do for you and you show up at the microphone, but you really don't have any understanding or insight about what's going on behind the curtains. So when they stop working for you, you stop working. So in this economy where things have been a little bit unusual or unsteady for some people, I just cannot divorce myself from how important I feel it is to be fiscally responsible with whatever money we have to invest in the success of our business. This is not rocket science, but if you learn how to do this well or invite a team member to learn how to do this on your behalf, you will own those skills for the rest of your life and you'll never be hungry for an audience ever again. And that's just a core value that I hold that appeals to 
a good many people who find the way I teach about this and how I empower them and champion them to be a, a good fit. I love it. That's awesome. So I want to know in your opinion, because you've got a podcast and you also, you know, you help people go on other podcasts and obviously you're here now as well. So you're guesting yourself. What are some of the benefits to having both a podcast and going and being a guest on podcasts? Excellent question. One of the benefits of being a guest on podcasts is you can target already well-established shows that already have well-nurtured and well-embedded audiences so that when you actually get on the show, there are people listening to the show who can hear what you have to say. Right. That's one benefit. Another benefit is you get to borrow the authority of the person who's interviewing you. And that is a, a nice halo of credibility to enhance your brand. Number three, when you're a guest on someone else's show, there are other hosts that are listening who are going to hear what you had to say and how well you said it, which means that you can invite new spinoff engagements to both speak on their podcasts, speak on their live virtual stages, or participate in some other way. You can also create amazing joint venture partnerships with the people that you are fortunate to be hosted by that can be mutually beneficial to both of you. Those are just some of the benefits. I think that as a guest, you're in a position to attract inbound client inquiries, new leads, new collaboration partners, new sales. And if you like to talk more than you like to type and you're really good at conversation and you like creating relationships with real human beings, I think podcast guesting is like being a pig in mud. It's just so much fun. Now, as to your second part of the question, why would you want to be a host? You want to be a host for a whole variety of reasons. And I'm sure you have value to add to this part of the conversation too, but being a host, you can offer the beautiful gift of reciprocity to people that host you. You can say, gee, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'd like to continue it. Would you be a guest on my show? Which is a great way to see here and celebrate someone who gave you an opportunity. Number two, if you are involved in joint ventures, it's a great way for you to edify and champion your joint venture partners in a highly credible way that gives your audience the opportunity to meet someone before they make an offer for you to part with real money. Another benefit is when you host your own show, you can curate your guests exactly as you want to. So if you want to deal with movers and shakers only, then you specify that the standards and boundaries around which someone can be a guest on your show and you can start having your own star rise. There's all kinds of ways to monetize your podcast. And I think that's very intoxicating for people and something that a lot of people don't make full advantage of. Those are just a few of the things that come immediately to mind. What do you have to add to that? Because I'm sure that's something so, you know a lot about. I completely agree with you. I think that it's amazing to have a podcast just in general, but specifically when you have a business, um, especially as a coach, because there's, there's so many coaches and there's so many people who need coaches and everybody resonates with a different type of person. So by having a podcast, you get to build your authority, build your credibility, so potential clients can go and listen to you and decide, okay, like, is this a person that I like? Is this a person that I vibe with? Do I like their energy? Do I agree with what they're saying? Do they sound trustworthy? So I think podcasts are amazing for that. I think they're amazing ways to generate leads. And they're, oh my gosh, and the connections that you make are out of this world. You get to meet people all around the world that you wouldn't have normally met. And I think, especially when you have 
you know, people that you look up to or people that you would love to talk to that normally if you send them an email or send them a message on Instagram, they wouldn't respond. If you send them an invite, like, hey, I'd love to have you on my show, that increases your chances of being able to have a conversation with them and create that connection. I agree with you on all of that. And I have a couple more I'll just pile on as long as we're doing this. These podcasts, whether you host or guest, these links live on indefinitely forever on on the internet. And so I find it really powerful to be able to repurpose these episodes, especially if there's someone who's seriously interested in doing work with me or wondering if I am their person. If I talked about something that they were concerned about, I'll say, you know, you mentioned to me that you were concerned about getting your media one sheet done and what a media one sheet is and why it matters. I actually did a podcast about that. I thought you might like to listen in. And if there's more you want to talk about, well, give me a ring. And what I find is that when I'm able to repurpose the show in this way, I'm able to meet a need that the potential client has. And then when they get on the phone to talk with me, the enrollment conversations are much shorter because they already heard my voice. They already know the way I show up. And if it's a match for them, it's a match for them. And so that's very efficient. And then I also want to say something that I heard Jack Canfield say, who was the author of the success principles and has created the chicken soup for the soul series and is America's favorite success coach. He said, post pandemic, people are looking for the new normal. And to his way of thinking, it's the new better, because we can all belly up to the bar to a microphone with decent lighting and a camera and we can deliver our message from wherever we are to wherever it wants to go and still be home at night to have dinner with our spouse walk our dog and enjoy our kids I think it is the new better and I think that podcast guesting is not going to go away podcast hosting is not going to go away it's just going to be more and more opportunities for us to selectively choose which shows are right for us where we can make our difference as we raise our voice and make our impact. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned many shows because I think a lot of people get discouraged by the fact that there's so many shows out there. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to get lost in the sea, but everybody resonates with something different. And I, I love the part where you mentioned where you just send potential clients to certain episodes based off of questions also another another way that podcasts are an amazing amazing tool but well, and yeah, I've I, had situations happen to me where someone says I heard you on this podcast and I loved it so much will you do the same conversation on my show and I have three other shows that I'd like to introduce you to because we're looking for people just like you and I think that one of the things that the real magic of any show that you do is what happens when the microphone goes silent, because you could be in the green room with someone and the, you've, the record light has turned off and the two of you are in this mutual admiration society where you're thinking, oh my gosh, what a great conversation we had. And I loved what you said about this. And maybe you'd like to come back or who else do you know that could be a guest on my show? And all of a sudden you have a relationship with someone. And as long as we're talking about building relationships, I think that this whole repeopling that we have to do post pandemic is something that needs some serious attention because yes. there's AI and chat GPT and all kinds of resources out there to make things faster, easier, better. But at the end of the day, we're all human beings doing business with human beings. And we must never forget that. I am so glad that you mentioned that because I was just thinking that, you know, with AI and everything and all this technology and, you know, all these jobs that are supposedly going away because of AI, 
I think that people are going to crave the human touch more than ever. And people are going to want to talk to other people more than ever. So I think that's another reason why podcast guesting isn't going to go away anytime soon. And I also think that people are starting to wonder, was that AI generated content or was that content original to that expert? And I think that there's no faking it until you make it when you're on a microphone speaking to another human being. You can't go to chat GPT mid-sentence and say, how do I respond to Basia's comment? You have to be able to bend bend and sway and rock and roll right there and then. And those skills are always going to be valuable. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to know, what do you wish that you knew back when you first started that you know now? If I had it to do over again and start over, at, and remember, it's been over 20 years that I've been in business, the one lesson I wish I would have gotten sooner would be to stand in and on my true value and have the courage and confidence to charge a premium value for my servicers, products, and offerings. I think many of us spend overstay our welcome in low-ticket products low ticket land, thinking we need to prove that we can sell low ticket before we sell high ticket. I think we waste a lot of valuable time swirling the drain with low ticket offers and we should go as high and premium as possible and believe in ourselves and our value. If I could go back 20 years and talk to myself 20 years ago, that would be the most important lesson that I would insist that I embrace. Absolutely. I mean, it, it it's a hard lesson to realize, but if you're selling something for a lower price, people assume that it's lower in value. If you're selling it for higher in price, people assume it's higher in value and that it's worth the money. So absolutely, don't be scared to to charge high ticket prices. There's one other lesson that's particularly well-informed by my recent health crisis with breast cancer. I realized that over the last 20 years, I'm an excellent teacher. I'm a, a decent speaker and can convey information for transformation fairly effectively. But I think that I was overstaying my welcome in delivering content that would be how-to in nature. And maybe I put a little bit of myself too much on the shelf. And I think that since going through my health issue, I'm just myself 100% unbridled. I just bring, bring my full experience of life to whatever it is that I do now. So my authenticity, my genuine nature, my sincerity, my credibility, the fact that I have the courage to talk about something as personal as breast cancer to be a catalyst for transformation for other people. I just never had the courage to do that until I went through that whole experience. So if you are keeping yourself on the shelf and not bringing your full being to the microphone or to whatever you're doing, snap out of it and show up more fully because people are always at at the end of the day, we're doing business with people and people have to trust the people that they're talking to. And if you don't trust yourself to show up completely, how can others trust you to show up on their behalf? I think that that's been a huge lesson for me. Absolutely. I'm going to actually, I think we'll put that as the episode title, take yourself off the shelf. (laughs) I love it. I love that. But it's absolutely absolutely true. I mean, you need to be showing up authentically as who you are because your audience can see through that. They can see through if you're if you're putting up a front, if you're pretending like you're somebody else, if you're not showing up fully as you are. 
Yep. And it, you know, it's very freeing. We are not everybody's glass of tea. And I think that the more fully expressed we can show up, the right people are going to be drawn to us and the wrong people are going to be repelled by us. And let's celebrate that because no icky people under the tent. We should have the right epic, right fit clients under the tent working with us closely to accomplish whatever is important and that we can do together. And the wrong people need to go elsewhere because we don't have time to deal with people that are not a right fit. And that's a really powerful lesson too. Absolutely. I completely agree. You save so much time when you realize that. And you make more money doing it this way too. Because you know what? Those high maintenance clients, I mean, you know, this is that I talk a lot about cake and cringe. I believe that you should live 80% in the cake zone and 20% or less in the cringe zone. And a cringe zone is a cringe zone client is someone who buys your information product, takes all the bonuses in the morning and in the afternoon writes a letter and says, I need a refund. This didn't meet my needs. How could they have possibly gotten the value in a couple of hours with a five module program? You know, now when that happens to me, I say, how could you have possibly gotten the value within a couple of short hours? I'm going to insist that you consume the training and get the value from the training before you make a request for a refund. That seems only fair. Don't you agree? And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I don't have those refund requests anymore. I don't have patience to deal with people who aren't willing to honor and appreciate the deep value that goes into everything that I create. And if you're one of those dip your toe in the water and ask for a refund kind of people, go somewhere else. You're not welcome here. And that's a good attitude to have. So tell well, me, what are some, go ahead. Sorry? No, what go are some ahead. of the, <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing today in your business? Biggest challenges I'm facing in my business. Well, as I said, I, I did have a little bit of a sideline occasion to uh, get well last year. So my YouTube show has been not as uh, frequent as it was before my illness. And so I'm, I'm gearing up to reignite what happens there. I'm considering how to best retain happy clients into an alumni scenario so that I can stay in connection and communication and relationship with them. And I am getting an awful lot of opportunities to joint venture with quite a few movers and shakers. And so prioritizing and applying discernment to the right opportunities to say yes to and the the opportunities to decline, that that can be a little bit challenging, especially for someone like me who cares so deeply about creating real relationships, not just one night stands, but real relationships with people around the world. Absolutely. It can be hard to say no when you have a lot of really good opportunities. It can be hard to tell some of them. Sorry, I'm going to go with this one instead. Well, I think discernment for all of us. I mean, I think that I want to live in the cake zone where when I wake up in the morning and I put both feet on the floor and I've got a smile on my face and I look at my calendar and I say, I really am excited that I get to do everything that's on my agenda today. And if I don't apply discernment to the things I say yes to, sometimes there's things on the calendar that I dread and I don't want to live in the cringe zone. And I don't want anyone that I'm associated with to live in the cringe zone either. So um, 
discernment is something we all need to learn how to do so we don't get busy doing the wrong things that don't pay off. I love that. Stop living in the cringe zone. So let's go ahead. Let's cover your podcast because we are slowly running out of time here. What was the intention behind starting your podcast as somebody who started off guesting on other podcasts? What made you decide, okay, it's time to start my own? Well, there's several things that were on my mind. One is I wanted to have the currency of reciprocity to offer to the hosts that were so gracious to invite me to their shows. Number two, I wanted to be able to have a mechanism to interview my joint venture partners in an editorial way where selling was not part of the agenda because I have a fairly sizable email opt-in list and I want to make sure that I serve them very, very well. And so if I in introduce and interview someone who has value to add to the conversation, who bridges a gap that I don't meet in my own business, I feel like I'm doing a solid for my community. Number three, I have some pretty rock star clients that I want to champion and advocate for as their stars are rising. And I wanted to have a, a mechanism to offer them that visibility. And then the fourth, which is kind of more about me is I've been an Oprah fan my entire life. I pride myself on being an excellent interviewer. I do my homework. I edify and champion my guests. And I think that I have earned some pretty fine praise from some of my mover and shaker guests as being a great host. So I think that I have that background of journalism and curiosity that makes me the kind of host that people want to tune into. I just need to dial into that a little bit more this year and as I grow, because um, some shows that I do get thousands of views and some interviews that I do get far fewer. And I kind of have to figure out what the magic sauce is there so I can do more of the stuff that resonates and less of the stuff that doesn't. I mean, I love your energy and I love your smile and I love how you're clearly passionate about what you're talking about. And given, you know, given what you went through last year, it's, it makes sense why this show isn't what it once was and that's okay. You so know, it's, you I, I, I'll, I'll say this about that. I'll, I'll, another comment about why I started my shows on YouTube versus being a traditional podcast and what I say to all my clients is a traditional podcast is a commitment you make. You're going to go on live. You're going to do an interview on a regular basis every week or this many times a week or like John Lee Dumas every single day. And there's a lot of work associated with that. Editing, interviewing, reviewing guests, deciding who you're going to discern gets to have a place on your show. It's very time consuming. And I just thought to myself, I'll do a show on YouTube on a schedule that suits me and prove to myself that I love it and I'm good at it. And then maybe at some later point, I'll kick it up a notch and take it super seriously. And I think that I'm kind of getting to that place now and I'm excited about it, but I didn't, you know how, what is that expression? You should under promise and over deliver. If you promise that you're going to do a daily show and you start a daily show and then you fall off the wagon a few days later and you can't quite pull it off, you've got a trust break there with yourself, but a trust break you've created with your audience versus with my show. I can do it when I want to and make it great every time I do it. And then come to a place at some point where I'm saying, yeah, I'm going to do this every week. And these are the high standards I'm setting for who the guest is going to be. And this is the objective that I have for that particular uh, thing. And I'm going to rock it out every time I do it. I think that's kind of where I'm headed. 
I love that though. I love your enthusiasm. I think it's going to go great. What's your favorite kind of guest to have on the show? I find that when I reach up to a true icon of influence, who's 10 times more successful than I am, I do brilliant job doing the homework. I astound them with the insightful questions I ask, and I create a relationship straight away that always opens doors for me to be introduced to other movers and shakers. So I get super excited about interviewing people of that ilk. And I also really enjoy interviewing people who are stars on the rise where I see so clearly that they have a big message to share. And I want to give them a leg up because one of the things about my values is I want to leave my industry better than when I found it. And if I find a jewel in the crown that needs to be seen, heard and celebrated, I'm going to reach to that person and say, can I give you a leg up? And that feels really good to me. That feels like making my legacy alive today is, is in the action. And I think here again, you don't have to wait for a black cat to cross your path to get really clear about how you're going to show up in your life. If you feel like you should give other people a leg up, give them a leg up, whether you have an illness or not. If you want to reach up to the really super cool guest that's an icon of influence that you'd be nervous to talk to at a cocktail party, reach up and talk, reach out to that person and see what you can do. Um, you only get to do this path in life one time, so you might as well go for the go for the um, run for the roses. You know, why not? I totally agree with you, Nancy. I think that's a really good place to leave off. Run for the roses. All right, Nancy. Thank you so much for coming on. If anybody's looking to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to find you? I recommend that you find me at mediaonesheetnow.com. This is a useful tool. You can create your media one sheet without hiring a graphic designer. And then you'll have the opportunity to watch a training about the 6P system for podcast guesting success. And if you love that, well, you'll know how to reach me then. (laughs) Perfect. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.